Welcome to Mental Awareness Discussion, the MAD Podcast, with Miles Weber, Heather Weber, and Susan Thompson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the MAD Podcast, the Mental Awareness Discussion, brought to you always by Broker Drift Productions and Banana Bros. Today, we're rocking the purple Banana Bros. Go to AZ Banana Bros on Instagram. You can get all the fun Banana Bro swag, and also follow them on YouTube, Broken Drift Productions, because you see this podcast on there, and then also they've got cool stuff like Cooking with Comedians, which I've done, and I know Susan was on there eating bugs with the kids for some odd reason, and she was a savage that day. Oh my goodness, that's not the last time you're going to see her eating weird bugs. Um, so yeah, make sure you're subscribed, because we've got all kinds of fun, family-friendly content that's going to be happening on there, and then also this one, which tends to not be very like family friendly but i mean like the kids are probably going to hear it when they're adult and they're old enough to go to therapy anyway but that's neither here nor there (laughs) my name is miles weber i'm your host with me today is our co-host and friend and comedian from canada susan thompson susan how you doing i'm good how you guys doing fantastic thank you for asking and our guest today uh very excited to have him on he is a professional musician also a wellness coach and we are super grateful that he's here give it up for aiden moore aiden what's up homie how you doing man miles thanks man uh i'm great i'm glad to be here absolutely man thanks for joining us so i mean as being an entertainer and thinking about like mental health and mental and physical well-being overall in the entertainment industry on the comedy side from my side like as a comedian like i totally see the world and how oh this is all fucked up but it's weird because like for a long time our fucked up has made this really dope art but now i think we're coming around the back nine where we got to work on the fucked up and then maybe we can make better art so like that's what i'm seeing over here can you let people know a little bit of your musical, a little bit briefly about your musical journey as far as like how the music started to blend with the mental health side of thing? Sure. I mean, in, in my case, they were sort of different. It was almost like um, a, a first and second career. And I'm still in my first career. I'm touring with the Hamilton musical, hence my um, sort of Airbnb background, uh, less mm-hmm. than ideal. But um yeah, I'm touring with Hamilton as the bassist, and I'm still working as a musician, but I've started to pivot into um, being a, 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 in the helping professions. And um, I think why it happened for me was because I, I was at a certain level of success with music and still just unhappy, you know, and trying to dig into why that was, why, why it was that I was m- making a living as a professional musician and still unhappy. And... Um, it just led to a lot of other questions that I'm sure we'll talk about and related things, but maybe as an introductory way of putting it, I think what I started getting really interested in was the person behind the performance. Because uh, those of us that are in the creative industries, a lot of what we do is, is a performance of sorts and it's being on stage in a certain way and um, you know, using a craft to, um, to make a living. And, and there's a very performative element about that. Um, so, and I started getting really curious about, well, who's the person behind the performance? And um, that's kind of led me into this, this pivot of, of the pursuit of self-connection and, and, and joy and um, other, other um, pursuits than uh, quote unquote success per se. Yes. Yes. I totally hear you, man. Uh, I think I've, we've 
talked about it recently on one of our episodes about like, you know, those major milestones or whatever happens in your career that's just like, oh yeah, this is going dynamite. But then there's still some weird void that you're like, uh oh, well, why is that still there? This was supposed right. to fit perfectly in that hole. Damn. So, right. uh, yeah, man, I recorded a, yeah, I recorded a big special and then I idolized it my whole life. And then when it happened, I was like, this is great. And then life kept going. And then you're like, uh oh, that feeling just didn't keep on going. That was just like that night and like today's a new day. And then it's a weird, rude feeling when you kind of, yeah. for me, it was like doing something ultimately that felt like it was just for yourself for so long. Wasn't as fulfilling as doing something for more people. Uh, mm. and so, uh, I think that's kind of what you got into. So what do you do now in means of, uh, well-being and coaching with people? Because that's kind of like the, the route that I'm going down with this new business venture. I'm going as far as like, is like life coaching for entertainers specifically. So, uh, mm -hmm. why don't you break down to people a little bit about what you're doing with that? Yeah, well, it's hard to break down only because I have several different sort of methodologies that I use mm -hmm. and, um, and it's, some of it's theoretical and probably not particularly entertaining, speaking of entertaining, but um, basically I, th I think a lot of the work that I do is helping um, my clients reorganize around getting connected to who they really are, a sort of um, deeper experience of the truth of themselves or a deeper experience of the authenticity. Again, the person behind the performance, right? Because I think, I think you described it really beautifully. It's like this sense that when that happens, when I achieve this goal or when I reach this level, whatever that vision is, it will give me something, right? Like that's, that's the belief. Like when I get there, it's like if something external changes, here's kind of a, a, a short circuit way of saying it. When, when something external changes, something internal will change. Mm-hmm. That's the idea, right? I'll be happy. I'll feel successful. I'll have achieved something. I'll be valuable, whatever the case is, right? But inevitably, we reach a certain goal and it doesn't do that or it does very temporarily. Um, there's a Dalai Lama quote I like about this uh, or a Dalai Lama idea that we all have a sort of baseline of happiness. And when we do vary, like we have a peak or a valley, um, we do have moments of deviating from that baseline. But inevitably we return back to that baseline. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of like a hard truth where it's like, okay, so achieve a goal. It feels great. I'm really excited, but inevitably then tomorrow's the next day, like you said, and then the next day is the next day and you're still your same person in your same life. And um, so, so the way that I approach people to bring it into, to, to your question is uh, in the work that I do, it's like kind of reversing that perspective. It's, it's not looking at the goals the outer changes that you think will give interchanges. It's looking at what are the interchanges you're really wanting and how have you experienced them in the past and how can you build that into your life, right? If you're looking for joy, the old mode, mode might be um, when I make this much money, then I'll, then I'll have more joy in my life rather than, well, where do you actually experience joy and how can you actually integrate more of that into your life, which is a very different strategy. And so that's a long-winded way of saying, you know, that's a taste of the work that I do, but it's long-winded because it's hard to break down a little bit. Oh, for sure, man. I, I get it. I like what you said, though, 
about um, accomplishing something on the outside or achieving a goal on the outside to expect a change on the inside when it's actually quite the opposite. Once you're able to change yourself on the inside and find that masterfulness, like then everything on the outside starts changing for the better. So it, yeah. it is a preferably inside out experience that we're all trying to get. I love that. Um, as far as being in the music industry, I know like being in the comedy industry has had its own dings to mental health and things that have happened mm -hmm. where it's just like, what's going on here? And who are these people? And, and how am I in this situation right now? Um, what are some of the things aside from the thing we just talked about with like achieving goals and that not quite being what you had expected it to be? Um, what are some other aspects of being in the music industry just from the bottom up that would be challenging somebody's mental health and mental well-being? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the challenging to mental health and well-being, um, you know, I think part of it that I've experienced and I've seen with clients, people around me is, um, so I'll latch on to the one idea that's really coming up for me, which is sort of a lack of agency. Mm -hmm. It's something I see with a lot of musicians because so much is about um, the gigs that you can get and, um, or the gigs that you do get, I should say. And so life kind of happens in this way of, um, you know, you follow the gigs and you, and you mm -hmm. follow the opportunities and that's not necessarily experienced always as, as a state of having a lot of agency or a lot of choice. Mm -hmm. So it becomes kind of like following the gigs as opposed to what do you really want to create for yourself? Um, that's one, that's one challenge. Another, another challenge I see is just um, self-medication. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you, you see that in, in comedy as well, you know, in terms of, um, you know, um, that's a very alive in music culture, um, self-medicating. And um, so those are two things I see a lot. Another, another third thing that's coming up for me is um, that, and this gets a little bit theoretical, but I find it really fascinating that, Creative people like musicians or like comedians, I think, tend to have access more, more of a direct access to um, the creative stuff and the parts of the personality that um, there's not always such an open um, door to that for, you know, so creatives tap, tap into that, right? Like they're, they're looking for metaphors, they're looking for creative expression, they're looking for um, whatever's going on in the, in the mind that leads to these sort of intuitive insights and flashes and creativity. And so it's the same doorway. This is how I think of it. It's the same doorway that actually leads to mental illness and addiction um, that allows for creativity. It's really a question of at what level you're encountering that material. Um, in, in analytical psychology, which is one of my favorite fields, Carl Jung's um, field and, and framework, you know, his, his point is the transpersonal. So the part of the, of the psyche that's beyond the individual is the, is the part of this of the psyche that has the material that can lead both to genius personalities and creative personalities and to uh, mental illness, right? It's the same material. It's just a matter of how do you deal with it? How do you handle it? And I think creative people have a, a more open door to that material. So that means on the one hand, they have the capacity to make wonderful creative work. On the other hand, there's the capacity to deal with um, addictions and, and mental challenges that come when that door is open. Does that, does that make sense? 
Oh, absolutely. Yep. 100%. Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So we all, so yeah. we all get that, right? I mean, that's just like a part of our fate is being, being able to navigate that territory and, 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 um, and hopefully healthfully, that's what I try to help people. I, ideally, right? Ideally. Yeah. I was, I, I did an interview the other day with uh, a reporter and they were talking about, like, he's like, well, in comedy, what do you see? Like, like mental illnesses and things like that. What type of things? I'm like, all of them, homie. I'm like, yeah. PTSD is a massive one. P yeah. There's tons of PTSD in entertainment and uh, that manifests in a lot of ways. It, it manifests as panic or anxiety disorders. Uh, it, it could be ADD, ADHD, you know, OCD. Uh, you see a lot of borderline personality disorder, a lot of bipolar disorder <laughs> in in entertainment, and then the, all over the spectrum, Asperger's, all the way up to you know autism. You know, you're seeing a lot of adult. But I talked about it's it's fascinating to see like somebody who's got like adult autism perform because they are able to focus in so much on this one aspect of their life it's brilliant mm -hmm. how it's like watching a beautiful mind you're just like how how are you so outstandingly focused on this right now and that's kind of like the the part of the superpower of being on that part of the spectrum in that way but then you get them off stage and it's a matter of trying to exist in this very a lot of times hostile and messed up like dog eat dog world and so yeah why do we keep doing that to ourselves why i mean why? that's that's the thing though i mean i but think at this like, point it's like isn't well, there, go ahead yeah isn't there that phrase like you guys both kind of said it almost perfect like there's a fine line between madness and genius mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it, it makes sense like my mother always used to say she says you're not bipolar you're artistic and i'm like okay I mean, I think okay. you could be both, you know, I mean, but that's where we talked. I mean, we talked about like shadow work on this podcast before, and yeah. a lot, you know, that's where it's like working on that shadow side of yourself in order to be able to have a better handle on it and then use it in that beautiful way that you can use it, you know, being able to channel it into better art, but it. It, that's where I think we're at right now with a lot of like entertainment that we're getting ready to see is the industry after last year, something happened where the industry as a whole wow. just kind of got corroded real fast. Like just from everything, everything pausing, people kind of were able to look and be like, Ooh, I mean, I think with the internet and everything now, we kind of don't need most of y'all. All right. Fascinating. Well, we're going to try and work on our minds and see if we can get this whole thing right. So, yeah, I think being able now as an artist, when society's become cynical, being able to bring it back around to, all right, now we're going to get our shit together. Like for the longest time in a society where we were able to see kind of the truth of how hostile things actually were when everybody's like the American dream, everything's great. We were able to see like, that's not they're feeding you bullshit. This isn't right. Everything that's going on. And so now society's like, we get it. You were right. And so I think now, since all eyes are always on us as entertainers, as artists and things like that, I think it's up to us now to learn how to work on the shadow side for good and find a way to be okay on and off stage. And I think I've read on your website, something that you were preaching was life work balance. Like mm -hmm. that yeah. needs to be an extremely important factor as entertainers you know i was working over 40 weeks a year and now i'm like hey how about 26 and it's just a couple of days at a time 
and then I can like be with my family and everything. So can you speak to your opinions on the life work balance as far as not just, I mean, and that, that won't just span entertainers, but for everybody, right? Yeah, that's a big one. And, and I think it does go beyond entertainment, but certainly in my experience being in, in the music industry, it's, it's a, it's an important distinction because life kind of, it's almost like, you know, personal life, it becomes intertwined with professional life, especially if you're playing in a band or like currently, for example, on the, on the Hamilton tour that I'm doing, there's, you know, 10, like a 10 person orchestra and, um, and we travel as a company, right? So we go from city to city and, um, not only are we together in terms of performing the musical, in terms of performing Hamilton, we're also together as a unit, kind of a bubble of sorts. And so the, it's also the, our main friendship. Our, you know, we're, we're in proximity of each other. We're sort of the friends that are available primarily anyways um, while we're traveling. And um, so it kind of all gets intertwined, right? It's sort of like, yes, we're doing some professional work together, and we're traveling together and we're generally who we hang out with away from the production. So um, it just becomes tricky. And I've seen other examples of that as well, that work-life balance um, intertwinement. And it becomes a matter of, yeah, just being more, more intentional. So, so the way that I've come to think of this is relationships based on proximity versus relationships that are based on sort of depth or deeper level connections and, and learning to, um, expect the correct amount out of a, uh, out of a specific relationship, right? Like if I'm trying to uh, in, not to go too immediately tangential here, but like romantic relationships, I see this a lot where it's a desire to find the other person that gives us everything that we're missing, right? They're the sort of like, wear all the hats of our missing pieces, which is impossible. There's no person that can do that. So, but, but, but a, a romantic relationship can give so much, um, emotionally and physically and, and spiritually. And so um, there's a lot there, but that being said, there's going to be areas where it can't give me, for example, what I want. And so then having other people in my life that, that um, I can connect in those ways. And um, that sort of arrangement applies also. Um, I think for musicians in general, it's like enjoying what's available in terms of proximity, but keeping touch with the people who really matter at home or, um, that sort of soul community that goes beyond proximity. Um, Yeah. And for me, relationships are really paramount. So that's why I'm kind of harping on the relationship thing. It also goes into just general self-care. I mean, in terms of knowing when to um, change your schedule, if you were talking about working less and, and, and if that's going to give you the life that you're wanting to live, you know, in some ways that kind of touches back on the agency thing I was, I was mentioning earlier too, right? Because, um, if you have the belief that this is how it has to be, I have to work like this. I have to work this many hours. I have to keep proving something. I have to make some, some, some amount of money. You know, you can really stay on that, um, that wheel. But if you kind of say, well, what, what do I really want and um, for myself and where do I really find joy and how do I create that? It's sort of a different pursuit. So, um, I mean, life work balance touches on so many different areas, um, it's huge, you know, but that's a little riff on it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I agree hundred percent. And you mentioned something earlier about uh, chase, always chasing the next gig and getting stuck on that wheel. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I, I always say like, you know, if, if you're always just chasing that next gig, man, then you're really missing out on this one. 
because I mean, right. you can't possibly make good art in this moment for these people who are here if you're already worried about next week. So That's yeah, you're, you're just con always constantly in a, a, a different loop of that. So breaking that's beautiful. You mentioned yeah. um, relationships. Um, what type of significant other or partner would you say it takes to be with uh, a musician? Yeah, that's cool. That's a great question. Um, yeah. Um, one that is willing to be in a relationship with a musician, I suppose, um, right? Because um, it's just the reality, especially if they're um, a musician that travels or a comedian that travels, right? So it's having a partner that um, is clear about that and trusting. I think trust is a big factor. Communication. I mean, I struggle. My, my girlfriend, Sarah, and I, we, we talk every day, but um, it's really hard. I mean, we it's, it's hard for both of us, the being, being apart. And, um, so being able to have the trust, have the communication and the understanding that, that there will be, um, periods where I'm away has been really, uh, pivotal, but that makes me curious how you, how you manage that because that's part of your life too. It sounds like. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I, for sure, you know, pre pandemic, I was doing 45, 46, weeks a year and i mean like i'd probably wow. be home for about a third of the year or so you know roughly um intermittently i i started trying to be gone like less stretches where i wasn't gone longer than two or three weeks at a time um but that was impossible like i mean yeah we're we're hustling and bustling and doing all these things but there's just never any time and especially with like her work schedule, she was hustling and bustling too. Whenever we'd be home, there was just no time for each other. And so when the yeah. pandemic hit, we very much so were able to be like, okay, like, hey, I like you actually, like still. And she's like, yeah, I like you too. Like, all right, we should probably like figure out how to be around each other more because this is dope. And like, <laughs> fuck all that. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, just kind of for us personally, put it in perspective, like, what does it look like realistically for a calendar year that we could deal with? And mm -hmm. I was like, all right, half the year, 26 weeks. And then, yeah, let's, let's cap it at just three days. Like if I could do like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, be home Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's even like only a couple of times a month, really, um, doable six days a month, uh, is, and even, and split into two. I think is very, very doable, very, very reasonable. Uh, and uh, even that's still going to be hard starting a family now with us. And so, uh, but yeah, now when I'm gone, just going back out to work a, a cruise ship that I worked a couple uh, for a couple of weeks, uh, it was miserable being gone from her that long after yeah. just like really being attached to each other, especially she's pregnant with our first kid. So it's like, I just want to be there, man. Like, I don't want, I'm in the yeah. Bahamas, like crying. <laughs> just so, so yeah, man, like that's such a big thing with being with an entertainer that people don't understand. It's like, yeah. you see us up there doing our art and people are connecting with it. And you're like, that person's dope. I think I got some love for that person. And it's like, okay, but you need to understand what night of the week did you see them on saturday fascinating how that works right, see how right, it was a right. night and it was like the weekend when you were like out doing things like let's say there were a lot of couples there that night doing the thing you're trying to have a relationship with the thing now 
Right. And the thing yeah. is going to keep being the thing in some regard. And you have to be, I would also say secure enough in your own self too, to be like, everybody's got to be trusting and communicative of the whole thing. Like you had said, man, it's very important that yeah. you can't be like, who are you talking to? It's like, why does it matter? I'm here talking to you right now. You know, nothing happened. If you don't trust right. me, like this isn't going to work. And so, yeah, man, that blind trust for you. My wife is a fucking superstar. Like she is a trooper yeah. and a half, man. She has been nothing but supportive the whole time. But yeah, we miss each other miserably. So now it's just like, okay, this is what the schedule looks like realistically. Let's start this business from home. Then I could be home more and still be doing things there. That's going to be meaningful and help more people. Um, and so, yeah, man, that's that for us was really what ironed it down and it took a lot of work to get to that you know people like oh that just sounds like how lucky for you no that was a conscious decision that was established and then we started moving towards that and it's mm -hmm. been a lot of work to cut these things out move things over here say no to opportunities that start coming out of nowhere and being like no this is our deal this is our agreement this is what we're doing and so yeah it takes a lot because the world will kind of, the universe will kind of test you in those ways where you're just like, okay, this is the new path. It'll be like, really? Well, what about right. all of this good shit? And you're just like, ah, no, 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 no. I'm going this way. Like, so yeah, yeah. man, it's, it's fascinating to see, uh, that, that work in that way. Um, I like what you said. You said so much good stuff there actually, but at the end there, I want to catch something in yeah. particular, the, um, the saying no to things. I think that's a real big shift, right? There's a coach who who has done very well for himself that talks about um you know um what gets you here won't get you there mm -hmm. so and and the, often what gets us here is saying yes to everything mm -hmm. right that's the first mental sort of that's the first strategy it's like say yes say yes say yes but then there comes a point where right but if you want to build the thing that really lines up with you like in your case with your with your family and having the time together and being together that requires more no's. So, so instead of yes to everything, it's like being able to say no to things so that you can say yes to the stuff that really matters to you. Right. And that, that sort of, um, that mindset shift is I'm still working on that myself to be totally honest. Um, I want to be saying yes to more meaningful things, um, like conversations like this. And actually my, my partner and I are building a, a an organization organization with a, a similar aim, I think, of what you're doing in terms of being in, in these kinds of conversations. So um, I'm, I'm in that process myself of um, being able to say no to the things that I want to be able to say no to and yes to the things I really want to say yes to. But it's hard. It's hard it's to do. It's really difficult. Yeah. I mean, I am recording my next special that I'm independently producing and releasing this Sunday in Northern California. Oh, wow. And then, I, but I've, very publicly said, and it's been in all these these press releases, I'm like, yeah, but then I'm taking a long ass break and I don't know how long that break's going to be, but it's definitely going to be for like it well into next year um, mm. that I'm just not going to really be taking anything unless it's like my friends opening a club and I'm like, yeah, I'll they'll do yours for sure. But uh, yeah. that's all I got. And I feel like I'm going to be getting more offers for things, especially after the special drops. And I'm just like, mm-mm. I already said it. Look, I said it. There was printed right. and that is binding because <laughs> that it is, is just, that's my word now. Is that's I'm not what's, here. 
Yeah. I'm not coming back. Exactly. And so, yeah, man, it's really hard, but it sounds like we're starting like the same idea. Cause I mean, yeah, mine's going to be called green room talk, all talk, no drama. Uh, so that way it's going to be a team of life coaches just working specifically with entertainers of all lever- levels just to be like, hey, we're trying to work on your present to your future. Therapy is yeah. for your present to your past. We'll, yeah. We got a department that'll line you up with that person for sure and the people you need, but we are trying to like strategically lead you with a trail of breadcrumbs into the life you actually want to live as a whole. So that mm-hmm. way your art could be dope as fuck. And we'll introduce you to a community of these people who are in your hood too and are willing to encourage you and help you out and everything like that. And everybody just, everybody goes up and then we get the mind right, man. So yeah, it sounds like we're both like in the same simpatico on this one. Yeah, it sounds like it. it's very cool. Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, what do you think as far as support from not necessarily just, um, a romantic partner, but uh, family, friends, loved ones. What does it look like uh, to be the loved one of a musician or somebody in your line of entertainment world? Um, what does it look like for them to be supportive? If there's people that are listening who are like, oh yeah, well, my my son or my cousin is a musician and I wanna be able to support him in the best way possible, but I don't wanna kind of step on their toes and get in their way at the same time, like, or cramp their style. Like, what would you say a very supportive and well-rounded uh, loved one of a musician looks like? Yeah, that's a big question. Um, you know, because there's, it depends on, the background that the musician comes from, you know, but I would say um, a big part of it is, is related to what we've touched on as far as just the navigating of the, the logistics, the, the travel time, the being in a career that isn't a nine to five, things like health insurance and retirement become different, um, you know, aspects of, of life. And um, so you know, accepting the person for who they are is the thing that comes up for me as the primary thing. It's just being like, look, I accept you. You know, this is your dream. This is what you're pursuing. And um, and I'm going to connect with you around that seems to me the best starting point, right? Instead of, hey, I see that you want to be a musician, but why don't you do this? Or why don't you do this? Or why don't you get a real job? That sort of phrase that we all hear. Um, so acceptance i think is the biggest starting point and 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 if it's not a person you can accept as a romantic partner or a friend that's good to know at the beginning you know um yeah yeah solid man yeah i i agree wholeheartedly being able to be accepting is a massive thing and that's been on my heart and in conversations recently about like parenting because now that i'm getting Mm -hmm. ready to get into that chapter of my life yeah i'm just like all right, what does it look like? And, you know, and even talking to my mom about like, she was saying something on the phone the other day, like, well, if my son ended up doing this, that, or the other at 14, I'd probably beat his ass. That's just how I feel. I'm sorry. And I'm just like, okay, well, what does that mean? And what does that do to a relationship? Like now do we have the type of relationship where we can go to you for anything or absolutely not because some things you're going to hit me. Uh, so like being able to have that approval of your kid coming to you and being like, hey, I'm doing this thing. And uh, yeah, by societal standards or whatever you feel or believe, you might not agree with it necessarily but it's really where my heart wants to go. And can you accept that and not throw the like real, we all have the like, well, I just get a real job, da, 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 da. What are you gonna do as a plan B and this, that, and the other? And we're like, nah, homie, this is it. And then 
trying to be like combative of that isn't going to do you any favors. So how are you able to kind of go, oh, okay, well, that sounds wild. I mean, that's going to be pretty cool. But like, let's look up like what it takes to do that. Now let's get, let's, let's get a plan going. Like, I think you could totally do it. Totally. So, but I mean, be well versed in what you're about to encounter. I think that's like a really great level of support for an entertainer, for somebody to be like, interesting. Let, let's learn more about that together. As opposed to yeah. just like, ah, join the matrix. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that makes me feel really grateful too because my partner does take that approach and it really makes a difference for me that she's she's supportive and and realistic which is um mm -hmm. kind of a wonderful combination yeah um, absolutely know what yeah. you're you're stacked up against um susan you got I'm any feeling, last minute i'm, Go I'm feeling it. jealousy on all levels here are you i'm like, I'm like wait supportive partners for families I'm like what what is this? Like, oh, well, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I don't have the most supportive family. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but yeah, the partners, that's it. Heather, yeah. Heather well, that's, job. that's awesome. Like, I don't yeah. think people realize how much like, yeah, like you might be living with someone, like how much that other person really does matter to yeah. what you are trying to achieve and what you're trying to do. Like, yeah, yeah. it's important. Like, it's Big part of it. Yeah. It blows my mind. Like, I don't know how many times I've heard, like, I just don't trust you. I'm like, well, that's, that's not my problem. I can't fix that for you. Yeah, then this isn't gonna work. So no. yeah. yeah, thank you for thank you for telling me everything yeah. I needed to know about you so quickly. Man, that's yeah, so thanks dope. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh man, I remember in my twenties, I'd waste a few months on one of these, but like it's been a day, and I already know. Thank you. That's so crazy that you just saw yourself out. Right on. Awesome. Later. See you at the next show, maybe. So um, so right on. Um, Aiden, we're coming up on time, man. Uh, I could talk to you all day about this stuff. This has been fantastic. I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us. Go ahead and let people know where can they find you online? How can they support you? Yeah, mutual. Miles, and congrats on on the the kid, by the way. Thanks. I'm excited to stay posted on that that journey. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. But, um, yeah, so to get in touch with me, my website's the best way. It's just aidenmore.com a-i-d-e-n-m-o-o-r-e.com and um you can also email me at at um, aiden at aidenmore.com if you have any questions or want to connect i generally do consultation calls uh, first quick 20 minute connection so if you have a burning question or you want to know more about what it's like to work with me or a coach in general yeah feel free to to reach out and thanks miles for having me this has been great man yeah, Aiden, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you. We appreciate you all for watching. Uh, you can find me at Miles Weber Joker on all social media platforms. Uh, and make sure you follow Broken Drift Productions and at AZ Banana Bros on everything as well. Susan, you're at? Uh, Instagram, Susan Thompson, haha. You can find me that way or susanthompson.net. Boom, boom, boom. Check out, like, subscribe, all that fun support, everybody. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you next week. Talk to you later. Bye, everybody.